0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Joshua chapter six, verse two. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. Say once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march round the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people will shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up, every man Straight before him. So God gives Joshua a very specific strategy on how he's going to walk in the fullness of this breakthrough and this victory that he has for him. How many of you want to see victory in your life? How many believe that God has something for you to occupy, that he has victories in front of you? He gives Joshua this specific very specific strategy he says to you he says to him what I want you to do is I want you to do what I'm telling you to do and I want you to do this on day one say day one I want you to do this on day one and then once you've finished doing this I want you to then repeat the same thing that you did on day one I want you to now do on day two. And there's not gonna be any different. You're not gonna see any different. No walls are gonna come come down between day one and day two. But then I want you to do again on day three what you did on day one and day two. It's a pattern. I want you to continue to repeat it. He gives him a very strategic pattern, a very strategic plan. And he says to him, if you would repeat this, if you would do the same thing just day 1 and just just do what I'm telling you to do on day 1 and then go back and come back again on day 2 and then do the same thing again on day 2 when you get to day 7 if you've done what I've told you to do from days 1 to 6 just being obedient to the plan and the strategy I told you on day 7 I will get involved and I will bring about the breakthrough and the victory in your life, but it will not be without the obedience that you walked in from days one through to day six. And what I want to talk about this morning is a simple thought. The simple thought I want to preach on is the discipline of daily. The discipline of daily. In Matthew chapter six and verse 11, when Jesus is talking, to the disciples on how to pray. He says, I want you to pray like this. I want you to say, give us this day our daily bread. Matthew 6 and verse 34 says to us, don't worry about tomorrow. Because today, I've got something, today has got enough concern for itself. He's saying there's enough in today that if you would just focus on today, how many of us, we always wanna get ahead and we wanna get worried and think about and plan out tomorrow. He says, don't worry about that. If you would just do what I've told you to do today. Luke 19 and verse 47, it says that Jesus was teaching daily in the temple. Matthew six and verse nineteen and twenty, we talk about these verses in regard to giving, but there's more in it than just that. He says, "Don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven." That word "lay up," if you look at it in the Greek, the interpretation for the word "lay up" it means to actually accumulate day to day. When I want to tell you that what you do today will make a difference in your tomorrow that the breakthrough that you're believing, that you want God to do in and through your life. We love the suddenly moments, don't we, in church? Come on, if I was gonna get up and we are gonna preach on suddenlys, we'd all shout and run around the room and swing from the roof. Because what we wanna do is we wanna come into church, we wanna encounter God, we want everything to change in a moment and we wanna walk out walking in everything God has for us. Sometimes God does it like that. But more often than not, I've found that God does it line upon line, Precept upon precept, that if we would just practice the discipline of daily, we would recognise that God is building something in us through this process that is preparing us for what we want to see God do in our life. It's a daily, it's a daily discipline. And I want to give you, today I want to give you three things. I'm gonna preach simple, I'm gonna preach plain, but my my heart today is I wanna help you. I wanna help you, I'm not here to hype you. If you get hype while I'm helping you, that's great. But hype won't help you tomorrow hype will make you feel good now and the room will feel great and we'll scream and get excited but I would rather help you than hype you because if I, can learn, if I can if I can help you through the scripture you can wake up tomorrow with something tangible and put it into practice in your life and see the power of the word of God outworks in your life and what it will do are you ready you sure Here we go. So He says to him, this is what I want you to do. I'm not, listen, understand, Joshua was a warrior. Joshua was a battle. This dude was a fighter. But God says to Joshua, He gives Joshua a word. He gives Joshua some instructions and he says, Joshua, I know you can fight. I know you're a battler. I know you're a warrior and I know you've got some bad dudes with you, but I'm not going to send you in there just willy nilly running around smacking heads. No, no, no. I'm going to give you a word that I want you to walk out. He says, this is what I want you to do. And he gives him this word. The first thing that we have to practice the discipline and the daily discipline is getting the word of God inside of us. And I know, no, listen, no, we're not going to shout them because it doesn't preach that good. But the daily discipline, listen to me, of just getting the word in you. Listen to me, not even not even necessarily understanding always everything that you read. Some of us so often, what what deters us too often from reading the Word of God daily is when we find ourselves reading something that we don't understand. So we get discouraged and then we don't wanna wake up tomorrow and read it because I'm still trying to work out what the heck yesterday's Word was talking about. But I want to tell you how important it is, because if you can get the Word of God in you daily, it will compound. And little bit by little bit, you, you ever get the Word of God, and 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 you just stand your Bible up on an edge like that, and you just say you don't know what to read, you know? Because so many people say they'll say to me, "I, I don't, I, I don't know what to read." Listen, it matters less. I'll put it this way. It matters more the fact that you read than it does matter what you read. Does that make sense? So sometimes we get, we get I've done this before. You ever done this? Not you guys, because you go, well, the five o'clock service do this stuff. You get you get your Bible, you get your Bible, and you go to this, Jesus, show me something to read. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And you just pray, it doesn't open on like Leviticus or something. You're like, you want me to do what with a ram? Like, how's that work? You know, it's like, well, I hope you don't get numbers or something like that. You know, you're praying for like Psalms, you know, like something pretty. But but let let me tell you, it, it matters less about what you read, because you have to understand the power in the Word of God. You got to let the word do what the word does. But it's got to it can only do it if it's in it. And the word will do what the word set out to do, but it cannot set out to do if it has not been put into our spirit. David said this. He said Psalm 19 verse 11. It says your word I have hidden in my heart. Or I have hidden in my heart. Does that make it better for you? I have hidden, shut up. I have hidden, I have hidden. You know what the word hidden means? It means stored up. It means I got some excess that every single day I just got got a word on this day. One day I just read one verse and I just got it in my spirit and maybe it meant something to you or it didn't. Maybe you understood it or it didn't. But then day two, you wake up again and then you get another word and you get that in your spirit again. And then day three, you wake up again. And you know what? It may not feel necessarily in that moment all that powerful. Just like walking around the walls of Jericho On day three, I promise you, none of those jokers were excited at the end of day three. If I was walking day three, I'd be wanting to see something for like a little crack or something, bro. Like, you know, make a brick fall, like do something. Give me like a little bit. That's how the Word of God can be sometimes. You're reading it, you're like, what the heck? I just don't, don't worry about understanding it. Just wake up tomorrow and practice the daily discipline and get it in and little bit by little bit, just starting to store it up. And then all of a sudden you'll blink and your day seven is here and your breakthrough came, but it didn't come because you just stepped into day seven, it became because of what you walk through in day one and day two and day three and day four. And the Holy Spirit has something to draw from because you have deposited the Word of God through a daily discipline. So many people, you know, that practice, you know, the practice, that, that do the, uh, you know, eating good, the eating plans. You know, eating plans? Maybe there's people here on an eating plan. You ever looked at all the different, have you ever Googled diets? You ever done that? My God, talk about overwhelming. How many stinking different diets? You wanna eat good. And and and, and there's always like one thing, and, and someone's doing, this person's doing keto and then this person's doing paleo and this person would uh, do vegan and should I do vegetarian or should I do low sugar or should I do low carb or should I do high protein? Should, do you know what I've, I've worked out? I've pretty much tried all of those. And do you know what I've worked out? At the end of the day, it actually doesn't matter which one you do because the reality is all of them will probably get you in shape. But you've just got to pick one and you've got to do that joker every day. Do you know what I'm talking about? You have those people that are like, when yesterday I was on vegan, but it didn't work. So today we're trying paleo. It's like, bro, give me a break. But that's how so many of us read the Word of God. We read the Word one day and we're expecting everything in our life to turn around and you haven't even given the Word of God time. You've got to build it up. You've got to store it up line upon line, precept upon precept. It's not glamorous. It's not exciting. It's not, but listen, if you do it from day one to six, what God has told you to do, you do what you can from days one to six and God will step in in day seven and do what you can't, but you've got to get the Word in you throughout. Daily discipline. It's just every day. It's just every day. It says he's hidden a small obedience practice daily will win big battles. Little obedience every single day. The next thing that he did was he says to him, What I want you to do is this is, this is the strategy he gave you. He says, What I want you to do is I'm going to give you this word, I'm going to give you these instructions. I want you to roll this thing out six days. I want you to repeat it every day. He's told him, what I want you to do is I want you to get the priests and I want the priests to bring the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. He says, I want you to get that that Ark and I want you to carry it with you. It speaks of, this, this spoke to me of the importance of daily prayer with God. And again, it's not a. It's. It's. No one's going to shout me down because, because it's, it, it doesn't preach that good. That's that's the truth. But again, I'm not trying to hype you. I want to help you. We have to know what it is to seek God through prayer every single day. Every day, the Bible says in First Thessalonians five verse six to seventeen, we need to rejoice always. And pray without ceasing. That's non-stop. That's, that's, that's continuing. See, if I'm gonna pray without ceasing, then that's speaking of prayer as not being an activity that I do. It speaks of prayer as being a part of who I am because I cannot do a one activity Continually. But if prayer becomes not an activity that I do, but it becomes a culture of who I am, I can do that all of the time. I can continue to live this life of prayer and this life of continually seeking God. The other day I was I was walking and I was I was supposed to be praying, but I was doing this, I call it compraying. I made that up all by myself. It means complaining and praying all together. You ever done that? Okay, five o'clock people, they will be for them. You, it, I do lots of that sometimes. Complaining and praying. It's called complaining. <laughs> I'm so smart, I put, you know, because I put the words together. And, and, and then this is what I was doing. I was, I was walking around. And I was thinking about everything going on, you know, everything that we're doing. And I'm and I praying and say, God, I, I need sermons and and and, and trying to lead the staff and trying to be a good husband and try, trying to be a good dad and trying to balance this and trying to balance that. And, and I'm telling God how hard things are. And, 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 and there were times when I prayed a bit and there were times when I complained a bit and, and, and I started getting frustrated. And then as I was, as I was praying, i I had this picture this this picture, and I had almost like this picture of god and 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 I saw God as i was as I was doing this, and he was looking at me and he was smiling, and it annoyed me a little bit because you know when you're complaining about something to somebody and they don't seem to be as upset about what you're going through you and you, you, you want them to give you something, bro? Like, like, are you with me? Are we on the same page? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? And God was, He wasn't giving me that, and I was a bit annoyed. And 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 I said to God, because this is sort of how I talk to God. I was, I was like, hey, what's the deal? Like, I, I need you. Like, I felt like, you know what I felt. As I was doing it, I felt like this, as I, was, I had this picture, and this might be weird for you, but this is just how I roll. I had this picture of God smiling at me and I felt like the peace of God. And I'm sort of like, hang on, no, there's a lot going on in my life. Like, like I don't know how to juggle. Why are you? And I felt God say this to me and I just wrote it down. I said, God, I feel like God's smiling at me. I'm like, God, why are you smiling? This is some real gear going on, you know? This is a lot. This is, do you ever feel like God doesn't get it? Hey, don't get churchy. Do you ever feel like, God, you don't get it. What are you doing? You you don't you ever feel good? Just Sometimes I just feel like you just don't get it. He gets it. He said this to me. I said, God, why are you smiling? He said, because I know that right now you're complaining, but you're about to start praying. But listen, I wrote this down. When you quit complaining and start praying, we will start connecting. And I asked God, what's that mean? And He said, listen, He said, so I said, okay. And so He said, when you start praying, it's about the connection that happens between me and you because you get so focused on the issues you're praying about. So the issues are not a big deal to God. He'll fix that stuff in a second. He wants the relationship that is built through a consistent prayer life. And He said, I'm smiling because you're talking about issues that in a moment they're going to be, I'll change that stuff. I'll give you a peace that'll surpass all of that beyond your understanding. I'm just excited that once you're done complaining, you're about to start praying. And when you start to pray, you move yourself from where you are to that place of my presence. And then there's going to be this connection, which is what I wanted all the time. But you have to get past that point of complaining to where we start to pray. It's the Prayer is our connection point. That's where you start to kick it with God. It's in prayer. That's where you start to hang out. It's in prayer. And we think on this surface level of prayer, like God I want you to do this. And and then we think, why isn't it done? You know, you ever? It's just like this 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 moment. We want God do it now. It's like this surface level. God, stop making my husband an idiot. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, Some of your boys like, Amen. Like that would just make your life better, wouldn't it? Just, he's an idiot. Just fix this. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then we wonder why it's not. God bless me. And then we stand back and say, well, it didn't happen. Prayer doesn't work. You missed the whole point. You missed the whole point. It's living a lifestyle of prayer that's connecting you to a God that not always is gonna turn your situation around. More often than not, He's gonna guide you through it, but He cannot guide you through it if you're not connected to Him. And we connect to Him through prayer. Prayer is the connection piece. It's It's the daily, it's the daily Routine of praying. Paul said this in Ephesians. Paul's in prison. In Ephesians chapter three, verse, verse verse 13. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations. In other words, he's saying to the church in Ephesus, he says, don't worry about me. I'm, I know I'm in prison, but don't worry about me. He says, I'm good. He says, 14. For this reason, I bow my knees. What's Paul saying here? He's saying, I know I'm in prison. I know I'm going through some stuff, but don't worry about me. It's because of this stuff that I'm going through that keeps me praying. It's for this reason that I bow my knees. Some of us, if we didn't go through some challenging times, we would never pray. And it's those challenging times that remind us, you know what, I do need God. I do need God. I know I was doing good yesterday, but I just got hit with a brick today. And now I need God. I need those challenging times to remind me, you know what, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I'm not as able as I thought I was. I need God every single day. And I need to live this lifestyle. This is a daily, listen, it's a daily discipline. Your life would change dramatically if you woke up every single day and just set aside some time Listen to me, set aside some time to just spend time talking to God. Then we get so worried about what it sounds like. Well, what do I say? Whether we say the right words, like God cares anyway. We, we put up this facade and these cool, holier than thou art thou, thus saith the Lord. And th- all this garbage and God's looking at us like, like, he's looking like, I don't even know what you're saying. He's said, like, I haven't talked like that for years. Get with the program, bro. He says, I don't like like we're it's almost like we're trying to like impress God. Like God's impressed with our big words. Let me tell you two things. That'll get you in the presence of God quicker than anything else. You ready? It's not the greatest worship band. It's not the most powerful prayer. Two things that'll get you in the presence of God quicker than anything else. Is humility and honesty. It, it, listen, it doesn't preach good. It not It's not. But listen, if you just come to God, and you just start by saying, "God, I don't, I don't know what to pray. I oh got that much crap going on in my life. I don't even know where to start." I promise you, man. You you say something like that to God, maybe leave the crap out. I don't know, but but like you say something like that to God. You'll start sensing His presence because it's almost like God takes a sigh of relief and He's like, my God, finally. He's like, my me, finally. You're being honest. Finally, we got past all the garbage that you've been doing and trying to sound religious. I don't care about that anyway. I know who you are. I created you like that. Come to me the way you are and tell me what's really going on. And you'll move into God's presence quicker than you thought able. But you have to know what it is. To be, that's what's powerful about prayer is it brings us to that place of absolute humility. Prideful people don't pray much because they've gotten so good at doing life that, they, that they, they can get by. But you come to God with humility and honesty. You don't need a great worship band. You don't need the best sermon. You'll sense the presence of God. And I promise you, your life will change. If you just put, put a little reminder in your phone, on your calendar, a little alert to just go off. Don't even call it prayer because when the, the word prayer, we switch, we default into this religious mindset. Call it something else. Talk to God. Put, put on your phone. Talk to God. Listen, everybody, we're all at different levels in our walk with God. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not something that you do every day. Listen, Put down on your phone, talk to God for five minutes and just tell Him what's going on. If you don't know how to talk to Him, tell Him, God, I, I'm not sure how to do this, but let's give it a go. I promise you, it'll, be, it'll feel so refreshing and you'll, really, you'll, you'll, you'll push past all of that religion and get to that place of relationship where you start to encounter your heavenly Father in a way you never have before. But you gotta do it daily. Every day. Every day. Once you try it, once you try it this week for the next seven days, just talk to him every day. Just for a moment. Maybe you're someone here and you know you, you pray a lot and you can do an hour, you can do two hours. That's great. Keep doing that. But maybe you're not. Maybe a couple minutes is 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 tough. That's all right. That's all right. Just just do that every day. And you'll start seeing a difference because every day it'll start to get easier. Every day it starts to get easier because we have to be reminded of the idea that, 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 there's this idea that we have that if I pray enough, then God will move. And we say that, you know, I've said that before. I know what we're saying. We, we want our situation to change and we need God to come and do something. But the problem with that terminology suggests that that if I'm saying God, I need you to move, then that suggests that God is not where he should be. Like 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 my heavenly father is holding back something. Being like, "Well, if you pray enough, then I'll do it." What what heavenly father's You imagine you imagine treating your kids like that. That's that's not the heart of the father. If if I'm praying that God would do something, then that counteracts the idea that that Jesus has already done it all on the cross. Prayer does not move God. Prayer moves us. He's not the one that needs to move. That's why He said it is finished. He has done it. So when you pray, What are you praying for? If you're praying for for a teenager that's away from God, one of your kids, you're not praying that God would move in their life. You're praying that their life would move from where they are to where God is. You're saying, God, move them. They're not in line with your will right now. They're not living right right now. God, I know what you've done on the cross through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's finished. It's done. Their salvation has already been bought. I push them through prayer into that place of encounter. I push them. Just how your Word says, you can turn the heart of kings. So I pray, God, that you would turn their heart to that place of openness to you. Turn their heart to the place of humility with you. And you watch things start to happen in the spirit because then you shift from that place of not striving but that place of receiving that is done is is the daily discipline and lastly I want to give you this last thing he said to them he said to them that that I want seven priests seven trumpets this this represents the priest going with the trumpets represents praise It's praise And we know that the ultimate praise that brought the breakthrough was on day seven. But He said, I don't want you to just, I don't just want praise to be something that is about your day seven. I want these guys, it seemed like, like like if you're a battle man, like he's a warrior, he's a fighter. What a priest with trumpets doing out there. It seemed like a waste of time. It seemed like it didn't, they weren't needed. It seemed like it didn't make sense. But I wanna tell you, if you would practice the daily discipline of simply giving God praise, Everything Do you know what praise is? Praise is telling God how good He is. That's 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 what that is. James five verse thirteen. James says this. He says, "Is anyone suffering?" Okay. So, does anyone have any issues? Let him pray. Okay. So, who's got some issues? Okay. Five of you. I'll try that in the five o'clock service. If if anyone got issues, right? Like we we got. I got some issues, bro. I got two hands up, right? We got. So, but maybe, listen, maybe you don't have issues today. Maybe things are cool, but, but some might come tomorrow, but, but I'm not, you know, being prophetic, but you know. Anyone has issues? Anyone got suffering? He says, let him pray. If anyone is cheerful, let him sing Psalms. So every person, which means let him praise. Every person in this room, you fall into one of two categories you've either got some issues and if you do, we need to pray or you're happy and don't have issues and if that's the case, then you need to praise. So it doesn't matter what category you fall into, you're in one of those two categories and either way you're gonna be praying or you're gonna be praising and you might be praying today and praising tomorrow and if you're like me, I feel like I'm praying Hand and praise him with the other, because there's a breakthrough I need here. But I praise God for this, and I need God to do something here. But I'm going to praise Him with that, and the enemy's not going to get in anyway, because either way, I'm always lifting up the name of Jesus, whether it's through prayer or whether it's in praise. See how what you do is this is good. This is this is a good sermon. I'll preach this to myself tomorrow. Listen to listen. Either way, either way. praying or I'm praising but both I'm saying Jesus' Name and as long as I'm saying Gee, I'm either praying the prayer in Jesus' Name or I'm thanking Him in Jesus' Name either way He's coming out of my mouth and as long as I'm lifting up the Name of Jesus, no doubt at me anyway because I'm surrounded by prayer and by praise give him praise right now I'll feel the Holy Spirit listen sit down I got I got 47 seconds I'm taking everyone listen so so you do this day one day one little bit of the word. Little bit of prayer, not a lot. Can't do a lot, that's okay. Just do a little word, little prayer. Little praise, day one. Little word, day two. Little prayer, little praise. Day three, the alarm goes off on your phone. Little prayer, little word. Day four, little prayer. Little word, little praise. You know what you're doing now? You're building some spiritual momentum and it's starting to move. There is something that you can develop in your life like spiritual spiritual momentum. And you may not see it doing anything day one. And you may not see it doing anything day two. But your day seven's gonna, gonna come and everything that you've been doing across the last six days is about to compound and it's about to drop and there's a breakthrough about to come in your life. Not because of what you did on day seven when the walls were coming down because any joker can pray when the walls are falling. It's while you're looking at a wall that's right in front of you from days one to six when you praise that you're building something in the Spirit. Look, David, when David came before Goliath, he's about to go into battle. Remember, and Saul says to him, hey, listen, bro, you need my armour. You need this stuff. What did David say? He said, I don't need that. He says, I've got what I need. And what did he say? He said, back when I was a shepherd, back when, see, Goliath coming down, that was his day seven. That's the giant falling. That's Jericho coming down. But David said, I'm gonna step into my day seven and I don't need your armour to help me because back on my day one and day two, I killed a lion and I killed a bear when no one was around and it didn't look like there was any big giant falling in front of me. I wasn't doing nothing special because that was what shepherds did back then. But I woke up day one, did it day one, then I killed a lion day two, then I took out a bear on day three and I've built some spiritual momentum. So now I'm in front of a giant, you better get out of my way because I'm rolling and I know what I'm doing. And my God was good yesterday, He's good today. And watch me as I step into my tomorrow, still talking about the faithfulness of God. I need someone in this room right now to give God praise like you know that there's some momentum building in your life because of a daily, daily discipline. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.